Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. A big welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, a big thank you to Dee Patel for her email suggesting that we think twice before reaching for ant poison if we find ants coming into our houses annoying like so many of us do at this time of year. Now, we do tend to think of ants as a nuisance, but those that we find in the UK are generally harmless. Not only that, but ants often kill any other common pests like flies which spread germs or fleas which bite. So instead of poisoning them with ant powder, try another solution. Ants are are repelled by talc or chalk or strongly scented things like mint, chilli or cinnamon, even the smell of vinegar. So take a look online for more ideas, see which gives you an effective solution but leaves those ants to do their great work out in your garden. Now, coming up later, the primary school that's acting on plastic and traffic lights in the classroom. But first, plans to expand Heathrow. Heathrow Airport is already the UK's largest greenhouse gas emitter, but planned expansion, which would put another 700 planes into the air every day, have been described as making a mockery of our zero emissions target and climate wrecking. But what would the effect be on St Albans? Well, with car parking planned for nearly 50,000 cars and building works that are likely to take 30 years and would put the M25 into a tunnel under the new runway, I think we can say that long-term traffic disruption is inevitable. But how about the skies above us? Will Heathrow expansion affect the number of aircraft that fly low over St Albans and particularly over those areas on the north side of St Albans that already find themselves under a main Luton flight path? Well, I asked aircraft noise campaigner Peter Crowder, member of St Albans Quieter Skies, who's been looking closely at that Heathrow documentation. Peter, thank you for joining me. So if Heathrow is expanded as planned, there I mean, obviously there's going to be more planes in the air, but why will that make a difference to the, the low-flying aircraft from Luton, which causes such problems here in St Albans now? Well, the Heathrow departures, we have two routes that uh, either fly over us in St Albans, uh, when the wind is from the west and from the east, and they constrain the Luton aircraft on the match deckling route, which is the one that flies past North St Albans. So the more planes you put in the sky, the more the Luton departures will be constrained and kept lower. And unfortunately, Heathrow and Luton are the lowest of the London airport stacks as well. So they're at the very bottom of all the the aircraft flying in the London area. And the arrivals are on top of the departures. So we have a big problem. And the more airplanes you put in the sky, the lower and lower Heathrow and Luton get. Right, OK, so it's obviously very technical, lots of complexity here, yeah. but, but basically the more planes that you add from Heathrow, the lower a lot yes. of those Luton and, planes have to fly. And also um, they want to try and avoid each other. Um, and what that means is that they, they're at the moment Nats, the air traffic controller, are actually uh, directing Heathrow aircraft over St Albans to fly over Luton Airport and that has become a big problem in the last four years because Luton has already expanded um, in, since 2013 and so the planes are getting a lot lower 
and they're a lot noisy because they're flying right over the centre of St Albans quite a lot of the time. Right. And the Marshallswick area and okay. um, East St Albans. So the more and more you put up there, the worse and worse this situation will be. Okay. Um, and obviously um, Luton expansion is planned as well. How will that feed into this? Again, this, this is going to make the airspace a lot more congested. Um, they're going to be introducing PBN technology, which is a GPS uh, satellite technology, and that concentrates all the flight paths. So if you're anywhere near that flight path, you get all the noise all the time. Uh, with a lot more traffic, um, you're going to get disturbed more regularly. Um, at the moment in Russia, we get a plane every two minutes, and the noise event can last over a minute, a minute and a half. Okay. And some some can be very extremely noisy and much noisier than the normal background okay. ambient noise in your garden. So basically, um, Peter, there's going to be the, the planes are going to have to go lower because of the effect of Heathrow, and of course with Luton expansion, there's going to be a lot more of those. Yes, planes. Yes, a lot more of, of the planes, and um, they're going to be revising the flight paths to introduce this new technology, PBN technology, um, and that could because. They want to avoid Luton planes and Stansted planes. Mm. That means they, these flight paths could be running, flying over St Albans. So right. you get concentrated noise flying over St Albans, Indeed. which will be horrible. So, <laughs> I, I mean, Peter, at the minute, Luton aircraft, um, they have noise restrictions at night. So, I mean, at least there's some reprieve from this noise. Uh, having said that, that uh, recently Luton have put in a planning application to relax those restrictions. Um, because they're they're flying, they've expanded so quickly. They're having lots of late arrivals late at night and trying to turn around the planes, um, and that has meant they've breached their noise limits at night. It's called a noise contour. It's a way of um, yeah. you know, deciding how how much noise they're creating, and they want to relax that for five years. And they've put in a planning application for that. Okay, so we we really are looking at twenty four seven increased noise from the lower plane to the increased number of planes. But, I mean, Peter, surely this is the kind of problem that technology is going to come to the rescue um, with things like quieter planes. I mean, perhaps even electric planes. Is this a possibility? Well, unfortunately, the new quieter planes and the m- more efficient planes called the NEOs, they're only three decibels quieter. And that uh, you can't actually detect about one to two decibels of noise change, especially when they're making between 60 and 70 decibels, which is an enormous amount of noise. And it's, it's not, it doesn't make any difference. It's still a very noisy event. Right. So if you double the amount of airplanes in the sky, but even with their NEOs, you're still going to be disturbed twice as much. Okay, so the planes, the, the newer yeah. planes aren't even... Uh, no, are they're, not, they're only slightly less noisy and it's hardly detectable and they're already making okay. so much noise and, so it doesn't make any and difference. And how about the possibility of things like an electric plane? Isn't that on the cards? Well, that's a long way off and um, there isn't any technology, proven technology. Even the air industry admits that at the moment. Right. Um, it's not viable for long-haul flights at all because of the weight of the batteries required right. um, and the amount of power that you need and not even for me, uh, medium haul flights right. so, so it's you... only very short city taxi type aircraft yeah. so it's you know it's not going to solve the problem with people going on so, holiday so there's abroad. there's no um there's no technological um advance that you think is going no, to help not at all. the, the noise nothing, situation nothing, at the moment nothing being developed at the moment, yeah. and, uh, and also there's always a time lag. Even with these neo planes, the air industry say it'll be till 2035 till the whole fleet, the current size of the fleet, has been converted. Right. Um, okay. That's, so even that's with the, the old carbon, you know, burning technology. So even with the, um, the the advances that have been made, it still takes a long time to. It does. Yes, and they haven't even developed a solution. There's no. They went nowhere near to developing right. an electric 
plane, you know, zero emissions no. solution. Um, uh, Peter, the other thing I want to say, I mean, I can see you are very upset, very annoyed, very disturbed by aircraft noise. But, I mean, it is just noise. Is that, is that really a big deal? No, it, it, is, it is a very big deal. It really affects your health. It's seriously affecting my health. I now have to sleep, even with very good quality double glazing, all the windows shut and moulded earplugs because the noise comes through. Uh, at night time. It's the only way I can get to sleep. Oh, uh, uh, these massively uh, noisy events. And does it affect frequent. your health at all? It does affect your health. It's, it's well known in, in lots of scientific studies. It also um, inhibits child educational development, uh, leads to strokes, heart disease, and long-term um, chronic illnesses. Right. So, um, so this isn't just annoying. Yeah, this sleep, is... sleep deprivation is a, a torture technique, and it's a well-known torture technique. Yeah. And it doesn't take long to actually, you know, seriously right. make someone ill. So this, this so, so this isn't just annoying. This is this is that you know this is actually affecting your whole no, life, making you ill. No, not at like all. That. Yes, yeah. I mean, it also it, it, it reduces your well-being and your quality of life. You know, I, I don't actually like going in the garden anymore because. I can't enjoy it when a plane's yeah. going past okay. every two minutes, making a hell of a lot of noise. So, so if, if listeners, that they're listening to this and, and actually thinking, God, you know, I am quite concerned about Heathrow and, and Luton expansion as well, what do you suggest that they do? Uh, they should write to the MP and they should also write to the Department of Transport and make their views known. Um, also to the Aviation Minister, Baroness Veer, and we have a new um, minister in the uh, Department of Transport, um, and also write to him and also to the CAA. So I think it's best to fight this on a national level. Yeah. And actually, uh, because Grant, I was going to say, Grant Shapps is the new Minister of Transport, yes. so over in Wellington, yes. and actually they have some issues with aircraft noise as well. So um, Yes, and the whole of this area, because there's lots of towns, um, yeah. it's just not suitable to have a major Indeed. international airport here. Okay. So um, you want people to make their, their voices known Yes, definitely. I mean, this is a crazy policy in all, on all grounds, really. I mean, it doesn't make sense economically either, because there's a huge trade deficit of people going abroad on holiday and they're spending their money abroad. It's about 20 million billion, sorry, 20 billion pounds a year. That's a lot of money. And it's growing, it? yeah. And, then, and also it doesn't make sense for business because most business is, is done, doesn't have to be done by flying to another country now. Okay. Well, Peter, fingers crossed for, for you there. I'm sure this will continue. Thank you very much indeed for joining me. Thank you. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we heard from two secondary schools taking part in this year's Sustainable School Awards. This week, let's hear from two primary schools who I think you'll agree have been doing some great work to improve the sustainability of their schools. First, let's hear from Olivia, sorry, Oliver, William, Zoe and Immy from Fleetville School. Now, I've got here some of the students from Fleetville. Would you like to introduce yourselves? I'm William. I'm Emmy. I'm Zoe. I'm Oliver. So, William, let's start with you. Can you tell me about what you've been thinking about at Fleetville? Well, um, at Sustainability Week, we visited um, the middle of St Albans and looked around the shops to see how sustainable they were. Um, we went to places like Lush, which didn't use much plastic packaging, and Raft, which used um, wood out of drifting wood, which is very nice. OK. Um, and so what did you learn from that? What were you able to take back to school at Emmy? Um, well, some shops, um, as William had mentioned, like Lush, had used lots of wood for it. But some shops were like, still covering lots of things and packaging. And H&M had little um, symbols on them, which said that some of the products were vegan. 
Okay, so it sounds like you learnt lots of things there. So when you back went back to school, what did you do there then, Oliver? We researched some more shops to see what else they were doing and then we started looking to see what ingredients they used for the soap and then we made our own soap out of natural resources. Okay, and then Zoe, um, when you'd finished working on all of this, you decided to send a letter to your headmaster. What did you say in the letter? We were trying to persuade him not to use plastic in our lunches and on our Christmas dinners so that we aren't using single-use plastic. Um, and what do you know what he said as a result of that? Well, we've, we've got plans to get rid of all of the bags, that the plastic bags that the sandwiches go in, so instead we can just like choose what we want and it won't have any packaging on it. Okay, so big plans to reduce reduce plastic at Fleetville Juniors then? Yeah. Brilliant. Fleetville, thank you very much indeed. Yeah, that was great work, wasn't it, from Fleetville there? And the fact that they're actually cutting out that packaging, wonderful. Now let's hear from Inez, Gabby, Beatrice and Bella from Garden Fields. So I'm here with the team from Garden Fields. Would you like to introduce yourselves? I'm Inez. I'm Gabby. I'm Beatrice. I'm Bella. Super. So, Gabby, could I start with you? What was the balloon project? So we went round classes and graded them on how they were sustainable or not. And what did you look at to decide whether they were sustainable? Um, If the radiators were on, if the windows were open, the taps were left on, or the whiteboard was left on. Okay, and then what did you do when you found out, for instance, that the radiators were on? We graded them on red, yellow and green balloons. Okay, and did you just do this once? We did it every single week, once a week. And did you tell the um, pupils why you were doing this? We told them at the start of the year and kept on reminding them if they got a red balloon. And have you found there was any improvement? Are there more green balloons now? Yes, most of them are green now. Fantastic, that sounds really good. So Beatrice, the school was very busy, wasn't it, during the Sustainability Festival. Tell us about all the visitors you had. So we had people like Earthworks and the World Trust to come and talk to us about different things. So in Year 4 they came round and um, we went to... We went in plastic water bottles, the big ones. We had to cut open a hole and put soil in and then plant flowers. And then we also did pea plants and they grow really tall. And um, in year one, they had the World Trust come in and talk to them about the wildlife outside. And Okay, that sounds fantastic. And Bella, tell me about the fashion show that you had. We had a fashion show. Lots of people, and um, lots of people donated clothes that they didn't want out, or they didn't fit them anymore. We had a fashion show, um, and then we raised a lot of money for. Um, I believe it was for Great Ormond Street. Yeah, Two hundred and fifty pounds, wasn't it? Yeah. So not only did you raise money, but you also found new homes for a lot of clothes. Is that right? Yes, we found lots of new homes. Lovely. Um, okay, then Inez. Now you've been um, you've been working with politicians, haven't you? Tell us who visited your school. So we found out that our paper wasn't being recycled at our school. So we wrote letters to the council, and Chris White came in and 
we like interviewed him and we asked him questions on why they weren't recycling our paper. And was he able to give you any promises, any help? Yes, he said that he would try to help um, schools and businesses with like um, recycling paper because that's like the place where paper isn't recycled and like schools you use lots and lots of paper every day so he wasn't just talking about your school but hopefully this will improve things for all schools is that right yes okay brilliant keep up the good work girls thank you Fantastic, isn't it? The Sustainable School Judges just love that balloon scheme. So simple and yet making a real difference. I think congratulations should go to both of those schools there. Now, do listen in at the same time next week. Um, But until then, thank you for listening. Environment Matters, sponsored by Wooka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wooka.co.uk and join the revolution.